register my son for the ninth grade. Well, uh, Mrs. No, 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 Mrs. I'm Rusty Dennis. This is my son, Rocky. Please sit down. Oh, we're running a little bit late, so could you uh, move it along? This is a public junior high school, Miss Dennis. There are special schools with wonderful facilities that might be more appropriate for his needs. Do you teach algebra and biology and English here? <laughs> of course. Those are his needs. Perhaps I should speak to the boy's father. Perhaps you should speak to the Pope, too. He'd be a lot easier to find. Under the circumstances, I do feel that for the good of my students, as well as your son, I'm going to need some additional information. Look, Mr. Sims, you know what? Don't jerk me around. I'm not in the mood. I've had a real crappy day so far. First, I find out that we're in the wrong goddamn school district. I got to come down here and play pussyfoot with you. This is a copy of our lease. This is a copy of Rocky's birth certificate. And this is his last report card from Stevens Junior High School, where he was in the top 5% of his class. And I got some additional information for you. Uh, my lawyer's name is B.D. Higgins, and he's told me of my rights. If you give me any shit at all, he's going to drag your ass into court. Don't worry, Mr. Sims. I look weird, but otherwise I'm real normal. Everything will be cool. Thanks a lot. See you next week. I am sick and tired of being judged by you. You're a kid. Okay, when you become an adult, you can live your life any way you want to. But until then, we're going to live my life my way. Start packing. And if Loverboy doesn't like it, that's too goddamn bad. No, this is not about him. This is about me, okay? That's over. He is gone. He is left. Surprise, off. surprise. No, it's not like that. Look, maybe your life works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And I want to stay. And do what? Finish high school. Great start. What's your major, town tramp? No, Mom, the town already has one. Mm. Well, 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 well. Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. This is a podcast about film, also about music. The woman whose work we talk about tonight first started out music. She wanted to be an actress, and God damn it, she got to do that. Years later, she did her variety show with Sonny, and then... She did Five and Dime at Jimmy Dean. Yeah. I think that's how it was said. Born on May 20th, 1946 in El Centro, California. A lot of Arminians in El Centro, California. Sherilyn Circassian. We know her as Cher. So many different names. Sherilyn Circassian. Sherilyn Bono. Or Bono. Almond. But just Cher. Cher's fun. You know. um, I played Mermaids for you. That's how we introed the show. Welcome to Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, by the way. And uh, Mask. What I love... Okay, so Mask is really good. She was not nominated for Mask. And so she, in protest... Wore that outfit to the Academy Awards. She's like, as you can see, I read my booklet and 
for the Academy booklet and how to dress like a serious actress. Yeah, because she wasn't even nominated for Mask. That was Cher's fuck you to the Academy. And then what happens? She wins for Moonstruck. We all know about Moonstruck. Moonstruck, directed by Norman Jewison. We just lost Olympia Dukakis, who played Rose um, Castorini in Moonstruck. Won an Academy Award along with Cher. But we, we, we all know about Moonstruck. Now, don't we? Oh, my God. What? What? have the two things that I love together for one night, I would be satisfied to give up, oh Christ, to give up the rest of my life. All right, all right. All right. All right. Meet me at the mat. All right, all right. Where's the mat? (laughs) Now here's something funny. I don't know if the audience has ever said this or recognize this when she says oh yes you did you got those bad eyes like a gypsy she's saying gypsies tramps and thieves come on hello right there it should be a staple you know <laughs> should start playing gypsies I'm not even gonna try not even gonna try so for Moonstruck you know the academy sometimes likes to kiss ass and when you've when you pissed, they pissed you off. They pissed Cher off. She'd been nominated for uh, uh, Silkwood, where she played a lesbian, or as the late Mike Nichols said, she played a cute lesbian. <laughs> yeah, alongside Meryl Streep. So what happens? Cher wins the Oscar for Moonstruck. Everyone's losing their minds. She was up against Glenn Close. Remember, Glenn Close was nominated for Fatal Attraction. I'm not going to be ignored. Remember that shit? Right now, she poor thing has been at 
times been ignored. But on this night, Throw a little game. who won? The winner is Cher in Moonshot. My mother said, I want you to be something. And, uh, and I guess this represents 23 or 24 years of my work. And I've never won anything before from my peers. Um, I'm really, really happy. I, I'd like to thank everyone I worked on with the movie. They were really fabulous. It was really a great experience for me. Uh, my makeup man, who had a lot to, to work with. <laughs> uh, my hairdresser, my assistant, my children who've been so wonderful. The lady who taught me how to speak in this Brooklyn accent. And I would like to thank the women that I was nominated along with because I feel really, really good because they were so great. And I also would like to thank Mary Louise Streep, who I feel so unbelievable that I did my first movie with her and now I was nominated with her and I feel really thankful. And, and I don't think that this means that I am somebody, but... I guess I'm on my way. Thank you. Excuse me, Miss Cher. There's a few fans outside hoping for autographs. All right, but I am not taking any pictures. No, no, no. What's this? Oh, shit, it's just Cher. I'm sorry, I should have specified. They're looking for Walt. Yes, 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 yes. So... Trip down memory lane. And also, shit, it's just share. Come on. Like, people are going to really say that now. Tess, we need to talk. No. Yes. I'm tired, Nikki. Well, then you can just listen. We built this club together, and, and then some girl shows up from out of nowhere who hasn't even paid her dues. How do you know what dues she's paid? This chick doesn't sing that way because she's had it easy. They don't come to hear us sing, Nikki. Or, or, or is, that, is that just bullshit now? You know, you're drunk. Go inside and call a cab. I will not be upstaged by some slut with mutant lungs. Then leave. <gasps> you would ruin our friendship over some girl you barely know? So much for loyalty! Since when did you know anything about loyalty? How many goddamn times have I peeled you off the sidewalk? How many blackouts? How many times have I held your head over the toilet bowl while you threw off everything but your memories? Okay, fine. But I will not stand in the back. Tess, you need to fix this. You think you you're my only problem? I'm about to lose my club. I'm about to lose the only thing that means anything to me. I have more to worry about than trying to keep you from pouring tequila on your Cheerios. Fine. Fine. Quit! I'm glad! <sighs> Nikki, don't drive. By the way, 
I slept with Vince the night after your honeymoon. That's, of course, Sharon Burlesque. Oh, yeah. Over 1.5 million followers know that Cher's Twitter account is the most enchanting must-read item on the Internet. Yes. Okay, now someone asked you, how, do you, how did you celebrate Madonna's birthday? And you said you got a colonic. <laughs> but, you're, but you're good with Madonna, right? I'm totally yes. good with okay. Madonna. Okay. Madge and I have gone through our things, okay. but I'm totally good with her. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but, God. but come on, um, it was funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Throwing that shade. Sherilyn Sarkeesian. I love it. Uh, she was in Burlesque. She's been in a lot of good movies and a lot of bad movies. Okay. I loved her in Tea with Mussolini, and I've always felt that she should have done an album of standards because there's a really great scene. I don't think I can play it because the song where she sings Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. It's a really great scene. It was directed by Franco Zaffarelli. Cher loved making Tea with Mussolini. You got Maggie Smith. You've got Joan Plowright. Judy Dench. A lot of dames. Lily Tomlin. And, and, and Cher just, I mean, she talks about that. She talked about making tea with Mussolini. Let me see if there's... When I come back, you have Oh, no. That's in it. Someone dubbed that in Italian. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a really great film. And she did it around the time that Sonny died, which was a tough time. I think, you know, when we saw the footage, I remember I was awake. And I saw that Sonny Bono had died. And then to see the images of Cher coming back from London, that was tough. She loved Sonny. They never stopped loving each other. And he helped give her a career. She already had the talent. But it was Sonny who recognized it and wrote, I got you, babe. And put them on the map. And then when she was trying to grow as a person, Sonny was not interested in it. And she's talked about that. Because, you know, she she wanted to go into movies. He was like, you don't need to go in them. Uh, let me see. What a great coming home present. Here we go. It's a very beautiful painting. You know something about modern art? Yes. I like it very much. Especially the Italian. Marinetti, Balla, the Kiriko. Beauty and brains. So, you're a chauffeur who's a lawyer and an art expert and speaks English. Jesse. Things have changed. <laughs> so how is it that you speak such perfect English? My father. I spent some time with him in America when he was working there. Wonderful country. Would you like to go back? 
this war doesn't spoil everything. Mr. Ives. Bonfani, Vittorio. Vittorio, I was thinking that since you're such a lover of modern art, that it would be nice if you could come up and help me when I hang my paintings. I like that very much. Cesare showed me some of your art. The bala you have is my favorite. I know, it's mine too. Really? Yes. This conversation is making me a little car sick. They're old, amore. And I don't know, I, I respect them. Who's going to take care of them, Mussolini? Respect them. You know, I don't want to talk about this. Fine. Fine, everything It's easy for you. Obviously, it's pointless trying to have a, a serious conversation with you. But it's going to be very difficult for me to get out of here. False documents, bribing people. I can take care of it. No, 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 God, I will take care of myself. Still, it might very well be that I won't be able to go with you. If you can't go, then I won't go. Does that make you feel better, baby? that this morning before you had your 19th nervous breakdown. Hey, don't you lay this off on me now. Anybody else would have thrown Angela out day one. No one Drew was here, you weren't like this. Let's get real. All we want. Yes, let's get real. Oops, commercial. Share with Meryl Streep and Silkwood. They loved working together. And then what does she do? She gets nominated opposite Meryl Streep in 1987. Meryl Streep for Ironweed and Cher for Moonstruck. Here's Witches of Eastwick, baby. Well, you know, I have to admit that I appreciate your directness, Daryl. And I will try and be as direct and honest with you as I possibly can be. Uh, I think... No, I, I am positive that you are the most 
unattractive man I have ever met in my entire life. You know, in the short time we've been together, you have demonstrated every loathsome characteristic of the male personality and even discovered a few new ones. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, you're morally reprehensible, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. Let the party commence. Grandma, you weren't invited. That's the best kind of party, little girl. So Sky got you here? No, Sky just helped it happen. You got me here. What do you mean? I've decided to commit to being a grandmother. It's 25 years too late. I say we move past that. You know, so if being a grudge holder makes you fat, so let's just concentrate on the here and now and me stepping up to becoming a good grandmother. A great grandmother. Thank you. No, he's saying that... Wait, how do you know? Sky? I didn't say anything. We agreed. So? I only told Sam because he's my stepfather and also one-third of my real father. I just told Bill. He's my best friend. And I told Harry. He's father number three. I told many, many people. Excuse us, ladies and gentlemen. Rosie and I would like to propose a toast to the woman of this and every hour. You're too kind. They mean so far. I knew that. Come on up, Sophie. <laughs> I just want to say, for a while now, I've been living my mother's wishes, and tonight they've come true. With this, and with this. Great grandmother. I'll be leaving that out of the bio. Now, his co-star in Witches of Eastwick, Cher. Well, little Johnny, I've known you for all of what I laughingly call my adult years. And uh, when I had the chance to be in Witches, I wanted to do it, but for all the time I'd known you before, I was always so terrified of you. and and really frightened and intimidated, but I thought, I'm gonna take this movie because I'm gonna learn so much from him. And, and when they asked me to be here tonight, I thought, oh God, I have to talk, and you know how I feel about that, I'm so terrified. And, and the moment I thought about how terrified I was, I remembered a day on the set, Michelle and Sue weren't there, and Johnny and I had this scene to shoot, and I was in my, my trailer and all of a sudden I was just so terrified and I ran to his trailer and knocked on the door and I said, Johnny, I have to talk to you. And you said, sweetheart, I'm going to the bathroom. And I went, no, Johnny, I have to talk to you now. And you went, okay, chair, I'm right, I'm right there, I'm right there for you. And I walked in and I said, Johnny, I don't know what's the matter, but something's really the matter and I don't think I can do this scene and I just, I'm freaking out. And he went, sweetheart, we call that um, floating anxiety. And he said, 
If we have to sit here all day, if we don't shoot all day, I'll take care of you and you'll be fine. And the moment he said that, I felt like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be great. Johnny's going to take care of everything. And we walked out on the set and it was really great. And the one thing, everyone here knows what a brilliant actor he is. He's also one of the most dear, sweetest men I have ever known. And so we're back, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I had to cut some things. But as I said today, Cher is 75. I know that all too well because, well, she's a baby boomer. Just like my father. Oh, yeah. In fact, they were both born in El Centro, California. Months or a month within each other. But they don't know each other. Oh, back time. I didn't want to give up the Sunny and Cher show. I wanted to stay. And, but I wasn't a partner. I was an employee. And I said, you know, if you make me a partner, I will stay, you know? But I can't, I can't be, I can't leave my life that I've worked for now 11 years to your benevolence. It's not right, you know? I, I'm a partner. I've been there for every second. I've done, you know, I've been right by your side this whole time. And he had a company called Share Enterprises. So, but I, I wasn't a part of it. So I said, if you, you know, if we're partners, I, I want to work because I'm having such a good time. I mean, I, we just had a good time. I don't think if we were doing it just for the money we could have never, we could have never been funny. We could, it just, you can't, I couldn't have done it. And I don't think he could have either because it was too, you know, I know that there have been partners that have done that, but we just weren't those kind of partners. I knew I could do some things, but I was pretty sure I couldn't do other things. And like the opening of my show was just it was a nightmare for me because I was used to coming out and Sonny would be there and I would know what to say and if the words weren't right I would make up something and he would make up something back and be funny and you know and I always you know you, you trust your partner because also you know exactly who he is and what he's going to say before he says it so I had to do this by myself and I wasn't really very good at monologues I'm much better now but I wasn't very good, I was really frightened. I could do all the other things, you know, and work with all the other actors and actresses because I'd been doing it the whole time with Sonny and Cher, you know? But, um, you know, you don't have a, you never have a partner like, like your partner, you know? And, uh, but I did work with people that I'd worked with before and I really loved them and that made me feel much more comfortable and then I branched out and had, you know, David Bowie and the Jacksons and, you know, I, I brought in younger people. And um, I, 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 so some of it was really good because I got a chance to do things I never had gotten to do before. And the openings were always very lonely places because it was 
I wasn't a stand-up kind of comic or a sta- you know, I don't tell jokes. Even now on stage, I don't tell jokes. I just tell stories that people laugh at. And so those are some interviews with Cher talking about going solo from Sonny Bono. Cher is such a funny storyteller. And I remember she was on Jay Leno. Yeah. And she's telling a story. I guess she used to steal cars. And. <laughs> Let's see. Here's here's Cher telling a story about her first times on uh, Jay Leno in the 90s. Something more. I had nothing. It was just like 28 triple A or something. But then my mom, as I was putting on the bra, my mom invited the woman in, the saleswoman in, to make comments on it. Oh, and she was good. like touching it and poking it and they were saying oh that seems to be a good fit no don't put the straps up higher because it'll make it hike and I just I wanted to go into China or something because it was my body and I was very you know not I mean I don't who would have known I'd turn out to be the way I am now but from that <laughs> maybe, that's what's maybe that's what caused it <laughs> no it was traumatic but yes but no, I can understand how you might feel that that's a little out of... I remember I our first strap. Remember your first jockstrap? Remember, first first jockstrap? Jockstrap? <laughs> remember the guy coming in the and going like this? Yeah. 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 Hate that. Hate that. And also, stealing cars. So look, she said, you were like I a hood. Did. You were like one of the hoodie kids. I really... I did go to jail. Really? Yeah. You did? Oh, I mean, I didn't go no. to... I didn't... They, I mean, I didn't get booked or whatever happens right. there. You how know? many hours? About... Four or five. Four or five. No, that's hard time. Yeah. yeah that's hard time. And they put me in one of these rooms, and there was a drunk underneath my bed. <laughs> like some guy that, you know, like the, there was like a cot thing, right, and then there was right. this guy who'd gone into the, he was in the dark, you couldn't see him, and he grabbed my leg, and I just about passed out, and he was going, <laughs> I'll get you, bitch, I'll kill you. Uh, you know? He was obviously talking to some other person. Right, in his, right. You know, right. some woman that he had left right. some other place, because right. I was only 14. Um <laughs> So anyway, so my mom came to get me, and my my mom was, you know, she said, this is so stupid. You are just so stupid. I hope you've learned some sort of lesson from this. Did you? Well, yeah, I just started taking her car. <laughs> I didn't take let me ask you about the CD. Now, this is like number one in England now, right? The Five CD? weeks. In oh, Europe. In, oh, in Europe. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Very good. Very good. Very exciting. He's got to stay. Absolutely. I was telling Will I was glad he stayed because usually people just go, you right. know. I mean, yeah, they always Well, you know, because this is shit, man. See, you see, you're not even... See, that's what you see. You see what he's... No, you see... A big star, you're still Will Smith. You're not Will yet. Not Will. You see, this is Cher. Yeah, see, you're still yeah, Will Smith. You know, I'm still Will Smith. If you say Will, they go Will, you, you go Will Smith. This another is movie or two, I'm going to lose the first name. And then eventually, I just, hope, I just hope to get to Woo. Which Woo? I think Smith. Hey, did y'all see Woo? 
That was it fun doing this video? Very sexy video, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, very sexy video. Was it fun? Doing? I love this album, yeah, and yeah. I always hate my albums, but this album really. really... Why do you hate your album? Uh, because I'm not really a singer. What do you mean not really a singer? I was I'm not just, really uh, a good singer. I'm a, I'm a good performer. I, can, yeah. I, I do really well on stage when I sing my songs, but it's not like, I mean, I'm not Celine Dion, and I'm not Whitney Houston, and I'm not like great but singers. But they're not Cher. They're I not Cher. Just shoot. Just shoot. I'm going to be sure. Just shoot. So just it could be sure and what? Sh- 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 let's show some of the sexy videos. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, we got some sexy video. All right, should I set it up? No. no. Oh, we can't because, okay, good. They, they muted it. They muted it. Congratulations. The book is called The First Time. We got the first bra, your first ever Work together, and I, I could talk to her. She you gotta be passed no. out. You gotta be Was to, to maybe have sex with Cher. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, listen, no. When I was, and, and it's because she always wears stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the stuff. You know, it's, it's provocative. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a little Jada what's very provocative. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I could talk to her and see, you know, if she would think it was okay, you know. <laughs> really. You know, because you, you and Jay, they're friends. You guys work together. And I, I could talk to her. You're going to be passed no. out. You're going to be probably knocked out. Probably say no, yeah. <laughs> Jada's teeny, but she could just beat the <laughs> out of him. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm having fun here on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're talking about Cher. Or as... Well, you know what... uh Mr. Ed Sullivan, how he referred to her as Sunny and sure. Yeah. Sounds like a detergent. Here we go. Anything like that since that U.S. Air jet landed in the Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) How long were you up there? Oh, two seconds. Oh, my God. But it feels good, didn't it? I mean, you do that. That feels about right. I do so much more than that. It's like a party at your house. Yes. I want, I want to tell you something. You look fantastic, by the way. Thank you. How have you been? Good? Well, yeah. when someone asks you, how have you been? Mm-hmm. It's such a... <laughs> I'm not going to call you that, but it's such... <laughs> no, I'm not wait, going wait to. Well, thanks. I'm not going to. But That's very nice all of right, you. Because that was a whole different time in our, in our love life. Yeah. But, uh, but you didn't know? Uh... <laughs> We keep a good secret. You you look great in this little number here. Thank you. It's a little bit littler than I actually thought. Oh no! It's no, ex- I'm not exactly kidding. I'm not kidding. For. Well, yeah. Yes, yeah. but yeah, it's what you hope for. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, now you got me. Where, where was I? I, I don't know. Remember. Now let me ask you something. Oh, when people ask you how you are. Yeah. Well, it's a crazy question because how have you been? I you, I tell you, I'm lousy. Okay. <laughs> And I appreciate that. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Ask me why. And she did. Why? I, I, I fell off a skateboard. But you see how fabulous that is? Really? Yeah, because at your age, you fell off a skateboard. <laughs> but it's... it's not like... It's not like... You fell off your hover round. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's, that's the next step. Right, okay. Uh, so but anyway, you look fantastic. So uh, tell us, how are you? And, and that's a, kind of a clumsy opening question, but how are you? Well, I fell off a skateboard. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. No, I, I, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all kind. I'm all over the place. First album in 10 years, is that what we said? Well, I don't know. People say 10, 11, so a long time. But aren't you supposed to make them like every couple of years? Yeah, that's what the pattern is. So well, why are you a decade? I, you're not going to believe. Well, maybe you will. You know me pretty well. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Didn't return a call or something? No, I just, I, I don't know, you know? I just, I, and, and I just, and nobody was like, oh, Cher, where are you? Mm -hmm. Where's the album? Yeah. So, you know, I was doing things, and obviously they were doing things, and then my, al my, my one of my managers just started hawking me. Yeah. And, and just, get in there, get in there. I was like, God, leave me alone. <laughs> Cher has a way with words. But I, well, look, I swallowed the F part there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Didn't you think I did I, a good I job? I think you did swallow okay, the good. F. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, let me, let me uh, say a couple of things here. Okay. Uh, uh, when, uh, something prompted this. I can remember the first time I heard you uh, on the radio. You and I are the same age, right? And and I was it fit right in with everything that Paul and I and people of our uh, age generation knew and loved about uh, rock and roll music. Right. So t tell me, I'm going to give you some names. You tell me if they were friends, peers, acquaintances, people you knew, people you didn't know. Okay. Janis Joplin. Did you know Janis Joplin? No. L loved her? Uh, not really. <laughs> knew about well, you her. You know what we had in common? We were like the first women to have tattoos. Really? Yeah, bad, bad girls tattoos. Yeah. Now everybody's, I mean, you know, what babies, was, what babies was... come out with tattoos. <laughs> yes, it's genetic. Right. Uh, but uh, what, what was her tattoo? What was your tattoo? Well, I don't know. We were that friendly. I, I, I don't know what her tattoo what was. was. Well, do you but know what yours was? Mine was, what was mine? Oh. <laughs> no, this is bad. You don't know what your tattoo no, was. No, no, because I have a few. But I think my first one was on my butt. On my butt. On your butt. And yeah. it said? Hi, sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right. Hi, Sailor. That was on one cheek. That Take was on a one cheek. Right. No. Oh, on one cheek God. it said, Hi, Sailor, and on the other cheek said, New in town. <laughs> <laughs> and and how, you were a kid then. You were like 18, 19 years old when you No, were no. I wasn't. I was um, 27. Mm -hmm. 27. Yeah, I had to leave Sunny to do it. No. And, and you, uh, we'll get back to these other people, but you're having them taken off now, aren't you? Well, I, yeah. But I don't like them, and everyone has them, and mine are old-fashioned. I mean, the artwork got so much nicer, and I mean, look, I'm going to be, you know, my house is still in a nice place, but, you know, at 87 or 90, I'm going to have, like, this Loa-ass tattoo hanging there in the wind. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs>
That is and some that, win. And that, right, that, comes, that comes under the heading of too much information. Well, I don't know. But, but that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's a, uh, the way life is. You, you make decisions that sometimes stay with you your entire life. And a tattoo is certainly symbolic of that choice. Yeah. When you were 26, 27, and, and you got the uh, come on in, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You got the welcome mat out. No, you're misquoting. <laughs> yeah, but, but then later, when you are, I think you've put it perfectly. Now, let me ask you, uh, Jimi Hendrix, did you know Jimi Hendrix? Yes. Oh, now tell me about Jimi Hendrix. Oh, he, well, I didn't know him well, but we were doing this concert, uh, Madison Square Garden, and uh, everybody was rushing around, and, you know, and I was just standing there, and he came up. And we just started talking, and I thought, what a nice, he was just so sweet and, and kind of boyish, you know, and, and I knew he was probably high, but he was just so, mm -hmm. like, very, very, just very pleasant and very polite. Yeah. When you think about it, and he, I think he died uh, about, like, 27, 28. Yeah. And he had a career that lasted, I don't know, three or four years. But was there a, a greater guitar player in the world of rock and roll? Well, th there are great guitar players, but he was so different. His style was so exceptional that there, there, there never could be another him. There, there are great guitar players. Eric Clapton is a great guitar player, but there could never be another him because he came out, he looked so wild. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he had so much, like, going on. You know, like, all of his clothes were like, what is he wearing and how fabulous and men don't do that. And, and he was very, very gentle I, I felt my experience with him. Yeah, yeah well that's, that's what I'm talking about I mean you and all of these other people that we we know and love and and it just seems like well how, why, why did we let that happen to this guy you know why did we let this happen to Janis Joplin you know that they're gone what would Jimi Hendrix be like today I mean he'd still be getting it done don't you think you know I don't know but sometimes the best thing you can do for your career is die <laughs> <laughs> Cher's got a point. We have been trying to get him on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, Cher, 75, huh? She's been on Letterman many, many times. Even with Sonny, she was on Letterman. 75 years old doesn't look it and yeah I know don't don't go there with that oh well she's had this done who cares suck it people always say that to me oh she's had I don't care don't judge her for that she's she's chair she could wipe the floor with most people She's so funny. I, I've always enjoyed her. Um, I, you know, I was supposed to see her last year. Hi, fuck a term back down. And then COVID happened. I remember because my friend said, my friend said, if I go buy share tickets, will you go with us? I said, sure. Because her son didn't want to see share. And I said, sure, I'll see share. And I remember I told my friend whose birthday is Saturday. Oh, fuck. I got to make his video. And um, he's going to be 30. Oh, never mind. 
Anyway, I remember I told him I was I had seen Tool and I was gonna see Rage Against the Machine and I was gonna see Cher and he's like, wait a minute, that's that's kind of wild. You go see all these rock bands and you could go see Cher. I said, hey, I like Cher. <laughs> he went and saw Cindy Lauper and and Cindy Lauper and Cher are really good friends, you know. Yeah. So what are we gonna do for this? I I want to do a show for my friend. Saturday, but I don't know how he's doing. I don't know. He's laying low. <sighs> but yeah, so Cher, born Sherilyn Sarkazian, Bono, Almond, even messed around with Gene Simmons of Kiss. Oh God, why? Hopefully he had the makeup on while they were doing it because Gene Simmons out of makeup. It's kind of like, ooh, a rat came to life. Um, Share. You're 75. And now you just share. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I love share. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Share. Hey. You know, you shout you you love to just do this. You you like to just fucking make fun of me. Oh no, I have a lot of respect for you. Yeah, buddy, you you know you do. Oh yeah, you know every. I think everyone does that. Share. Oh yeah, you and Rosie O'Donnell. You know, I'm 75 years old. This is a very. This is a pivotal moment. My mother's still alive. My sister has her old nose, and or no, is it my old? I don't remember. People always talk about my plastic surgery and how it turned to crap. You know, Cher, I think you look fabulous. Well, thank you. And so, hopefully, I get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before I die. Tina's getting in there. Hopefully, I get to induct Tina. I love Tina. Cher, tell us about this this 75th birthday. What does it mean to you? It means... That I'm in the middle. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm in the middle of. Uh... Yeah, I mean the facelifts. You know, I'm not gonna do anything now. I'm having the just the tattoos are almost all lasered off because they're passe. I just don't. I want to see my butt before I die. Um, 75. I I've outlived Sunny. Sunny didn't even live this long. Sunny hit a fucking tree. I mean, it still hurts. I'm sorry, Cher. And, you know, things like that, I mean, like my speech, and I gave it about the Reader's Digest, and it's it still hurts. And so I just, my mother's in her 90s, I just try to keep going, fuck it. And, and has Madonna had a colonic on your birthday? No, and it's funny, I can't live that down, and Kathleen... Griffin, I mean, I love Kathy, but I call her Kathleen. She just, you know, she just loves it. She loves it. She is so amazing. And I hope that she has a comeback because America, you know, we've gotten rid of Trump. And Kathleen, Kathleen really told some great jokes. And she did that picture and CNN, you know, 
and everyone lost their minds, and Anderson Cooper really pissed me off. Him and Andy fucking... Co- I will not be back on Bravo anytime soon after what they did to Kathleen. It just was fucked up. It was fucked up. Thank you, Cher. So, happy birthday. Thank you. Where's the Oscar? It's in my bathroom at... I know I'm not going to ever get another one. Maybe for supporting. You know, people said that about Tea with Mussolini. And it didn't happen. And and then I got the Grammy for Believe. And I just need a Tony and then I'm an EGOT. So fuck it. Do you want to be an EGOT? Not really. I mean, it's like if someone asked me today. Do you want to sleep with Gene Simmons? No, I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. Was I, I? I was just talking about that. Oh yeah, you were talking shit. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say yes or no if he had the kiss makeup on when we did it. It's just. I mean, come on. I did inspire them to go disco. You know, I was made for loving you, and we know what that's about. All right, that's fair enough. Okay, I'll ask you this, though. Who's the better lover? Gene Simmons or uh, Al Kilmer? Oh, see, you've got me there. He did play the Lizard King. Val Kilmer, he's my Huckleberry. Oh, I love Tombstone. Um, um, I'm going to say Val Kilmer. Over Gene Simmons. Oh, yeah, because Gene is just tall, and he just sticks it in, and it's like getting your oil changed, you know? Interesting analogy, Cher. Well, happy birthday, and thank you for being on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, I love her. I love that she my film work, because you can't play the music. Your ass will just get dropped, honey. Thank you, Cher. Don't mention it. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Unpleasant dreams. Oh.